Just the other day, Matthew at the Mayberry Book Club put out a video titled On Immoral Books, where he discusses books that are scandalous and transgressive and offensive. And he's going through, he, he's talking about this genre of book, which he, he knows a lot about, these French dirty books. And he talks about Guy de Maupassant and Voltaire and, and many other authors who I haven't read, uh, authors that I know nothing about, but Matthew is like an expert in this genre, this subgenre. And he's told, he tells us from the beginning that he's building up to two different authors that he wants to talk about. And uh, I, I only know who one of those two authors is. I know that he's building up to Marquis de Sade. And so there's like this dramatic drive behind this video that Matthew's doing because he's talking about these, these authors, he's going through all these different authors and the kind of dirty pornographic stuff they wrote. And we know we're, we're going up the, the, tr the, the hill here, the, the track, uh, as we build up to finally Marquis de Sade. And there's a great payoff uh, in that video as he finally gets to that particular author. And he raises so many amazing and important questions in that video. And these are questions that I've actually been thinking about for a long time. Because since I started this channel, I've been toying with the idea of doing more videos, even a read-along potentially, of one of my favorite books of all time, a book that I have a lot of thoughts about, which is Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. But of course, it's such a tough book to talk about on camera and to talk about correctly and appropriately and sensitively. And so I've been struggling with these questions of, of cruel literature, of transgressive literature for just a long, long time. But I wanted to just stay focused and narrow in this video um, in, in response to, to Matthew's video and just sort of ask the question, what is 100 days, 120 days of Sodom, Marquis de Sade's most famous book? What, if anything, uh, makes that book worthwhile or interesting? So just as a one word of preface before I, before I say anything else, I just want to say that for many people, there's no question that any of the subject matter in that book, even at a fraction of the explicitness of that book, is completely unpalatable, right? I mean, this is just obvious. It's an extremely violent and sexualized pornographic work of uh, just obscenity, total obscenity. And so, of course, for, for many, many normal people, there's, there's completely nothing palatable about that at all. Um, no enjoyment to be had there. And as a preface to this video, I just want to start off by saying that that is completely legitimate and not just legitimate, that might even be like the more morally evolved perspective. And so nothing in this video should be seen as like encouragement to, to seek out these works because they are so depraved. Um, but it's, it's more of a question of once we've seen these works, what do we make of them? What is going on in these books? And so 120 Days of Sodom is many, many things. On its most simple level, it's a satire of human civilization, of mankind, of the particular repressive society where Marquis de Sade found himself and also found himself imprisoned at times. And it's France on the eve of the revolution 
And it's France at a time of total corruption where there's this aristocratic elite with infinite power and a repressed lower class, a grotesque, distorted, and against darkly satirical view of that world, of that society. And insofar as we might be sensitive to the fact that our society that we live in has an aristocratic class and has corruption and has mechanisms of repression, we might appreciate that kind of vicious, biting, over-the-top satire. Additionally, it's, it's a book of moral philosophy in a way. I make in my mind a lot of comparisons between uh, Marquis de Sade and Nietzsche because I think in both cases there's like this throwing down of the gauntlet. Um, there's this saying like, if we throw out God from the equation, where do you start? I think at points Nietzsche described his project, his goal of launching the human being beyond good and evil, of moving beyond our antiquated notions of what's right and wrong. And, and, and it gives us a food for thought. It's, it's a starting point. It says, where do we go from here? You know, why are we not like this? In the beginning of 120 Days of Sodom, uh, we meet one of these characters of these libertines, aristocratic uh, people. Uh, this guy's name is Duck. And Saad describes him as follows. Quote, it was not just that he revered no virtues, but that he regarded them with horror and was often heard to say that to be truly happy in this world, a man had not just to give himself to every vice, but always to refuse himself a single virtue. And that it was not just a question of always doing evil, but also of never doing good. There are many people, the duck said, who are driven to evil only when their passion drives them to it. Once returned from their waywardness, their tranquil soul calmly resumes the path of virtue, and thus spending their life flitting from doubt to misdeed and misdeed to remorse, they end their days no closer to knowing exactly what part they played on this earth. Such individuals, he continued, must be unhappy, always drifting, always irresolute. Their entire life is spent despising in the morning what they did the previous evening. There is no need for me to restrain my tastes in order to please him. It is from nature that I receive these tastes, and I should offend her by resisting them. If they are wicked, it is because they serve her purpose. In her hands, I am nothing but a machine for her to operate as she wishes, and there is not a single one of my crimes that fails to serve her. The greater her need, the more she spurs me on. I should be a fool to resist her. This is actually not the first video I'm making on this topic. I do have one other video on my channel from about a year ago. The title of that video is Societies of Blood and Societies of Violence, where I talk about 120 Days of Sodom, and I give a different theory about why I think that book is important. And I'm intentionally not going to mention that idea in this video, so if you're curious you can maybe think of that as like a part two to this video. Um, I'll link it down below. But in the comments field, um, one of my favorite uh, booktubers, The Grim Reader, recommended to me Angela Carter's work on Marquis de Sade and specifically the Sadian women. And on that suggestion, I, I picked up the book. 
And one of the things that Angela Carter does in that book is she talks about how Saad makes visible and makes apparent the violence that is inherent and forms a kind of substrata in society as a whole. And that for the experience of many women, an experience which I think has really come to light now uh, as part of the Me Too movement, where we, we hear all these stories of women who are uh, taken advantage of or exploited by powerful people who are seeking sexual favors from them, that for many people, the experience of being a woman in the world is one of constant fear, fear of that violence, fear of uh, the lechery and what people are threatening to take from you. And I think one of the arguments that she makes in the book is that Saad is able to see that. And one of the things he does so effectively is he makes that invisible kind of threat visible. Angela Carter writes, Saad is uncommon amongst pornographers in that he rarely, if ever, makes sexual activity seem immediately attractive as such. Saad has a Saad has a curious ability to render every aspect of sexuality suspect, so that we see how the chaste kiss of the sentimental lover differs only in degree from the vampirish love bite that draws blood. We understand that a disinterested caress is only quantitatively different from a disinterested flogging. For Saad, all tenderness is false, a deceit, a trap. All pleasure contains within itself the seeds of atrocities, all beds are minefields. The last observation I'll make about 120 Days of Sodom, based on uh, just some excerpts of Angela Carter, is she, she writes about how the world that Saad constructs is a demonic world. It's like a kind of Dante's Inferno of earth and of transgression. Some quotes from Angela Carter. Saad's eroticism with its tragic style, its displays, its cortiges, its sacrifices, its masks and costumes, preserves something of the demonology of primitive man. The libertines are indeed like men possessed by demons. Their orgasms are like the visitation of the gods of voodoo, annihilating, appalling. Minsky's orgasm that kills his partners is announced by a ringing yell. Catherine the Great screams and blasphemes. Durand emits dreadful screams and her limbs twitch and thresh. She seems to have succumbed to a fit. Saint Fawn's shrieks, his contortions, his blasphemies are appalling and he half faints at the climax. These descriptions are those of torture. This is the precious climax which characterizes the enjoyment as good or bad. <laughs> Lastly, the annihilation of the self and the resurrection of the body to die in pain and to painfully return from death is the sacred drama of the Sadian orgasm. In this drama, flesh is used instrumentally to provoke these spasmatic visitations of dreadful pleasure. In this flesh, nothing human remains. It aspires to the condition of the sacramental meal.